okay? Oh, my child, I've waited long for your coming. My eyes have grown weary with watching, and my heart heavy with longing for you. For I have said, rest in me, but you have been striving. I have said, stand still, but you have continued to run. I have called, but you have been listening to human voices. Turn to me. You do not need to do more, for you will find your quest ended. Then you will see how futile has been all the struggle. Like the sinner who misses the gift of saving grace, being absorbed in good works, so you, my child, have missed my sweet reality in your frantic effort to please me. My child, I have need of nothing. I desire only your love. Give me this first always. And whatever service may follow, you will do with light feet and a heart set free. Abandon to me your whole being. Come first to me. Yes, come until the stream of your life is swallowed up in the ocean of my fullness. Is that, do we really believe that that's the attitude that God has toward us? Yes. Is, that, is it hard for us to accept um, that God might say such a thing to us. This is this was really a hard thing for me to accept from the Lord. This is something I would look at and be like, oh yeah, right, right, yeah, no. Uh-uh. Um, so let me tell you a little bit about me and my story. Um, I was really blessed to be born into an awesome Christian family, to a Christian home where my parents loved me. Um, I grew up in the church. My dad is a pastor, but it really didn't come with all the negative stuff that being a pastor's kid comes with. Believe me, it was. I had a good childhood. Um, I grew up knowing the Lord and knowing His Word and um, believing that He loves me. But, but there was always that sense of duty, that sense of things I should or shouldn't do. Um, a lot of guilt, a lot of trying harder, just, you know, I need to read my Bible, pray, you know, pray for others. Like, I felt so guilty because, you know, oh, I said I was going to pray for so-and-so, and then I forgot, oh, boy, you know, all the time. Like, all this stuff just hung on me, and I, you know, I looked deep into my heart, and I didn't find the love there that I wanted to feel for the Lord. And I felt so guilty about that. I felt like I should love the Lord more. Shouldn't I at least feel more love for God? Um, so, so that, you know, in spite of all this, though, the Lord was so good to me. Um, and, you know, I can honestly say as the years went by in my life, um, I did grow into a closer walk with the Lord, and I was blessed by Him, and I did learn from Him. And I kind of went in and out of freedom from striving and um, from, like, this religious complex um, that I had. But it always came back. It always had this chain on my soul. So, um, I started coming to Communitas, this amazing place. Uh, let's see... A year and a half ago now and uh, you guys really I think I came every week and I sat about there and I cried a lot of the time and I just I just my heart felt heavy and 
Um, I just, you know, oh, I wanted so badly to have what I saw here. And um, so when I started coming here, two things started growing inside of me. The first was um, just the beginnings of the knowledge of the true, unconditional love and acceptance and even desire that God had for me that just started to just kind of stir within me here um, in a different way than it had before. And then um, also I was exposed for the first time to Holy Spirit stuff. <laughs> and um, this was very new to me. I grew up, you know, definitely non-charismatic. I was a little startled by some of the things I saw, but then again, I just sensed the Lord's presence here and His love, and so I thought, you know, there's there's something going on. So, so, but I felt really scared of what I didn't have. Really scared, and you know. Let me just say, how many have felt that here? Raise your hand if you felt that. Look around. Look around. See, that's pretty common. Isn't it? Thanks for saying I'm not the only one. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know, I had had prayer. I had asked for the Holy Spirit in a very genuine way. And um, I didn't understand. I felt confused that I didn't look like everybody else around me with these manifestations of the Holy Spirit. I thought, surely something's wrong with me. Surely there must be a reason that the Lord is displeased with me. Um, there must be some reason why he's holding back. Some reason why I'm not um, ready to receive what he has for me. And I felt like, I was, honestly you guys, I was waiting for the divine hammer of God to fall from the sky, smash me into bits. I really expected this. And then I figured I would emerge as a completely different, radical, spirit-filled person that looked like everybody else they saw. And I, that's what I expected. I was expecting God to chasten me and, you know, grind my nose into the dirt and then he would be satisfied with me. Isn't that kind of crazy? No, a lot of people feel that. Okay. So, um, so kind of these two things that I started to learn at Communitas, they were conflicting. Part of me really wanted to believe that I was God's beloved. I just, oh, I so wanted to believe that. And I knew God loved me, but just not like that, you know? And the other part of me felt like I had to somehow attain a higher standing, better dreams. Like, I didn't I didn't think my dreams were very good. You know, they weren't really all that radical or stuff. Um, or more manifestation of the Holy Spirit in order to be who I was supposed to be. So, um, so like, these two thought processes, like, oh, I want to, like, God loves me. I'm God's beloved. And, oh, I need, I need to look like these other people, they eventually became really incompatible with each other. And there came a point where it was like, okay, there has to be one or the other here. And so I remember really, really clearly when that happened, and it wasn't the thunder from the sky, hammer, clonk, Lydia thing. I, <laughs> it was so gentle. It was like the most beautiful thing I've ever known. And God patiently and gently got through to me that he liked Lydia. He created me 
to be like me because he wanted to be with somebody like me. Um, when Jesus was on the cross, the Bible says that he endured the cross for the joy set before him. I was that joy set before the Lord that he looked at me when he was on the cross and said, she's worth it. Um, and he says that to each one of you. If you were the only person on the earth and you were the only person he was looking at when he was on the cross, it would still be worth it. And and I don't know how he got that through to my heart, but it, it somehow became something I didn't know in my head, but I knew truly in my heart. And, um... Yeah. So, um... It's not about my performance. God is delighted just by my most feeble act of worship. If it's feeble, whatever. He loves it because it comes from his child. That's incredible. Um, and it's true. It's so true. Um, it's more important to him that I know and rely on the love that he has for me than... Um, what my performance is, how many spiritual gifts I have, or how greatly I manifest the Holy Spirit. Um, you know, I used to feel like if I was performing well, if I was doing good, the devotions were happening every morning, you know, I was kind, and, you know, people complimented me. I felt good about where I was with the Lord. <laughs> and I know. <laughs> and it was really where I was with Lydia. But, um, you know... And then on the bad days, when I was struggling, I just questioned and doubted where I was with the Lord. And so I, I realized all this, and I was just, wow. So, so God asked me if I would let go of the way that I thought I should be and simply walk with Him, allowing Him to love me and teach me. And um, He said to me, he said, Lydia, I'm a gentle teacher. I, I was so afraid. I was so afraid of the Lord. He said, I just want to fill you. And then your spirit is going to start moving to a different rhythm. And it truly, like that is such a good articulation of how it was. Because when, the, when I just let the Lord do what only the Lord can do. And just allowed, my, allowed Him to come and walk with me. And let go of how I thought it should look. He does. He just, he changes something inside of you. And you just, things start to be different. Um, so, apparently, God's priority was intimacy with me. Not who I was or what I was doing. So, I said yes. And I stubbornly, I, this, you guys, this was, it was such, it had to be an act of the will. I rejected all of the fears and the, my, the pressures I felt to be, um, you know, more or whatever. I just, I just, and I was, I felt guilty about it. I, I was like, Lord, just please help these, make these fears come back if they're from you. Because if I really should be afraid, then I, I should be afraid. But <laughs> if they're from you, you'll just have to convince me that they're right. Because I'm just flat out rejecting them right now. And I just <laughs> threw them off the way over and over and over and over. And it was just an act of the will. It was like, not going to think that way. I really felt like feeling like that. So, it was hard. Um, but you know, um, so I started this process 
of just walking with the Lord without having expectations and just listening to Him and writing down what He said and just like going to the Word without having an agenda of, okay, I'm going to learn this today or I'm going to study this today. Um, so I just I let go of that stuff. And um, during this process, I actually got frustrated with the Lord because every time I connected with Him, I heard the same thing. Um, you know, how incredibly much he loved me, uh, you know, <laughs> what he loved about me, how he felt about me, who I was to him. It was so great. And I, I, uh, I said to God, this is great, but when do we get to the important stuff? <laughs> I, did, I was like, is this even okay to spend this much time on how much you love me? Shouldn't we be talking about your character and the things I should be doing for the world? Um, so, so, so guess what was the important stuff? Um, and I came to grips with the fact that I am completely and totally and unashamedly desperate to be loved by God. I will just say that. I'm desperate to be loved by, by God. And the cry of my heart became, um, like in Psalm 90, satisfy me in the morning with your unfailing love. Like, I just, I need that. And, um, and the funny thing was that, um, yeah, without without knowing that love of God, I'm just nothing. There's just nothing there. There's no life. Um, but with that love of God, it changes everything. I'm so alive. Um, so it was amazing to me. The more time I wasted uh, being completely unproductive, according to my former mindset, you know, I didn't. I wasn't like journaling a ton or you know yeah. anyway so the more time I wasted just soaking up God's presence and talking to him and enjoying being loved by him the most amazing things happened um, I found myself so satisfied confident in God my fears had to go out the window um, my dreams came to life and just just like I could just feel them just growing inside me, and I just loved it. Um, and the Holy Spirit started to whisper so gently that I didn't even know what was happening. And I found myself walking into things that would have completely scared me off. I mean, tongues, prophecy, healing, prophetic dreams, things that I would have been like, that's just kind of, that's a little hokey for me. <laughs> and all of a sudden, it was, it'd be like, I would have this moment of being like, what are we doing, Lord? Oh, it's Holy Spirit stuff. <laughs> um, and the best thing was that once you have felt this, the true love that God has for you, it is only natural to love Him back. It just is. I just, I desired the Lord. And I, you know, I feel this desire for the Lord that wasn't there before. And I, I just love Him. I remember the first time in this process when I was um, with the Lord. I don't know what we were doing. And, <laughs> and I just, I was so overwhelmed with love for Him that I just, the tears came to my eyes and I just 
once that happened, I just started sobbing because it was like this um, this torrent from my soul just came out that had just longed to love the Lord and longed to have that kind of relationship with Him where I wanted to be with Him. And, um, and there it was, and there it stays, and there it will stay by the grace of God. So, um, yeah, Isaiah 49 says, My soul yearns for you in the night. In the morning, my spirit longs for you. And um, I really believe that when we are being overwhelmed with the love that God has for us, which we should be every day, you guys, it's huge. Um, it just it creates such a longing. When, you're, when your heart is being filled and being satisfied um, by the way God thinks about you, your longing for Him grows so much more intense. Like the more... The more he satisfies you, the more you long for him. And um, and so um, so I, I continue to just find myself now walking out a calling that I know God loves, that I know he placed in me when I was a little kid. Um, I'm a nurse. I love it. <laughs> if you're my friend on Facebook, you probably hear all about it. <laughs> um and it has me and Jesus written all over it. Um, I changed during this process. I've changed in the Holy Spirit, but I've changed to become more of the Lydia that God created me to be. But the manifestation of the Holy Spirit in me comes out of who I am in the Lord and the way He's created me to be. And I, I don't even... just And because... The only way I can have confidence is because I know the love of the Lord. Um, Lydia, one other hands up. How many of you have struggled with this Holy Spirit stuff? Raise your hand. It's a good term. <laughs> Very technical. Um, Very technical. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, God isn't interested in how it looks. He... And you know, the Lord isn't isn't always interested in what you have and don't have. The Lord is inter- interested in intimacy with you, and He is interested in whatever means it takes to get you there. And you know, I asked for things and I didn't see them. It was because I was locked up in fear and I was hiding myself from the Lord, feeling like if I could earn these things, if I could manifest these things, surely I would be in a place where I could be confident with the Lord. He didn't want that. He wanted me to be close to Him. And that's what He wants for you. And so... He's going to walk you through whatever the journey is, and He doesn't care what it looks like on the outside. He cares about where your heart is with Him. And so just just any of you that have felt that pressure, be comforted in the fact that the Lord wants to know you. He doesn't want to see the fireworks, necessarily. You know? So, um... And you know, the gifts of the Spirit are not uh, something I've earned. I, I definitely know that. I am not elite. I am not mature, especially anointed. This is the everyday stuff, you guys, that happens when God flows into and through us. It's not, I don't say, okay, gonna put on my Holy Spirit prophecy hat today and go prophesy. No, it just, <clears throat> it just happens. You know, I was telling Matt, I was, um, I'll be at work, and I work with a little boy, and we, we go to school, um, 
together because he needs a nurse to go to school with him. And um, one day I was sitting in the hall and praying a little bit or something. And these kids come walking down the hallway. And as they walked by, I saw, like, I saw things for them. Like, I, I sensed in my spirit, this is something that really wants to harm this child. Like, this, um, you know, like, this child has potential to be a bully, or this child has a really a big potential to feel unloved. And I thought, well, you know, I don't know if this is, you know, maybe this is just me, or maybe it's God, but it can't hurt to pray. And so, you know, I didn't stop the little kid, and I mean, I prayed. And um, I thought, you know, worst case scenario, I was completely off base, but the Lord loves me, and, you know, he's going to hear, you know, he's going to hear my prayer. Or, you know, or maybe this is a way that the Lord wants to protect this child in some moment in the future. Maybe he's allowing me to pray into this. So it's just simple things like that. Or there have been days when I've gone to work and um, done my assessment on a little kid and listened with my stethoscope, and I've just had this, just this sense that there was something not right, something harmful that was going to happen, or some sickness that was going on. I couldn't put my finger on it. I spent like double the time listening to everything. The poor little kid is getting annoyed with me. Um, and so I, I prayed until that lifted and nothing happened. Now, could have been I was completely off base and it was just my imagination that, you know, nervous new nurse. Um, or it could be that, I mean, emergencies happen every day with little kids who have health problems. It could be that there was going to be something serious that was going to happen that day, but the Lord chose to show me so that we could pray, so that He could protect that child. So, so these are just examples, you guys, of just, it's practical. The Holy Spirit makes me a better nurse. He takes my calling to a deeper level. He takes who I am in Him to a deeper level because He allows me to partner with Him. So, if you're a teacher, if you are a bank teller, if you are, you know, what, whatever you do, God, the Holy Spirit has a place. And he wants to work through you, whatever your calling is, even if you feel like you're not walking out your calling, you're walking out who you are in Christ. So this is part of it. And it's not something that we need to strive for. It just happens when you're walking with the Lord and he's working through you. So where where were we? Um, okay. Yeah, the, the Holy Spirit, he, just, he is practical. He is fun. Yeah. He he just fits so well into our calling. Like he, not that he fits so well. He is there. You know what I mean? Like what am I trying to say? He just we fit well into his plan. Something <laughs> 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 like that. Um, so you laughing at me over there? <laughs> okay. So um. Okay, so things that have really helped me. I just, I want to be practical for you guys. I don't want to be like, oh, this is what happened. It was so great. And then you're all like, okay, how did that happen again? Right. Um, so I just want to give you like practical things that are some of the things that God used to really help me in this in this season. 
Um, first of all, just to, like, don't feel guilty hearing the love of God over and over. Well, go ahead and reject those fears. Throw them out the window. Don't feel guilty spending time with the Lord just hearing what He has to say about you. It's okay. It's what He wants to say to you. Um, you know, don't feel... Um, don't feel ashamed that you're so needy for that. I felt like, oh, I'm so needy, you know. Surely I should be doing something for somebody else. Uh, God must be tired of me. That's just silly. So don't don't go there. Just just boldly like go for the love of God. Write about it. Sing about it. Pray for the knowledge of it. Listen for it. Um, one of the things that really helped me was um, I had to get out of my box about what a relationship with God should look like. You know, I thought that to follow God, I should do the whole sit down with my Bible in a chair, pray, read, and journal every day. And, you know, but this is a relationship, not a religious ritual. So it's okay to have fun with God. It's okay to do different things. Like, one thing I love is to find different special places to be with God. Like, go find a really beautiful place and sit there with God. That's fine, you know? It's fine. To, sometimes the Lord will encourage you in a book that you're reading, in a movie. in He can do whatever he wants. I know Matt's thinking of Batman. <laughs> Matt, I'm going to talk about you, because Matt said something I thought was kind of sacrilegious. Um, um, <laughs> Matt was saying something one time, a long time ago, about how we need to connect with God every day. You pro- Maybe you don't remember this. But he said, it doesn't. it's not always going to look like... You know, getting your Bible out or going to church or it's not always going to look like that. The goal is to connect with God every day, not so much the means of that. And I, I was kind of concerned because, I mean, you mean you can connect with God without having your Bible open? And I, so, actually, you can. Um, yeah, so... You know, if you guys think about think about a relationship with a person, you know, what if you went to um, Caribou for coffee every day for the next 20 years? You might get bored. So go somewhere else. Do something different. You know, go ahead and and have fun with the Lord. God is a fun person. He is a person and he's fun. And he really loves you. Um, so, you know, another thing that's helped is to just kind of sometimes pay attention to the random impulses that come from God. Or sometimes I think they come from my imagination. But if they're, you know, okay with scripture... Why not? So, um, so I remember. So this is one example of a non uh, non format way that I've connected with God recently. I was driving home from my parents, and I just felt like, turn, turn off, turn. And there is this little scenic location. The sun was just about to go down. And so I pulled up there and I parked. And I was like, well, maybe this is my imagination, or maybe it's the Lord. So. We'll go with it. 
And um, so I sat there, watched the sun go down. The music on my radio just, of course, the perfect song plays. So cliche. But, <laughs> but, but by the end of this ten minutes that I just randomly had, I'm just bawling and just like, you know, just the love of God just washed over me and just, I just heard from him in that moment and it was so simple and I was like, oh, great idea, Lord. That was fun. <laughs> so, so God can do things like that. So try it. Let Ask for up. that. I just had a picture of you speaking of random thoughts <laughs> and in fact I've had it for about five minutes now. You had your stethoscope and you had it to God's heart. God knows that I love being a nurse. I really think that he really wants me to be a nurse. <laughs> um, so another thing that I started to do was to write letters. Like I wrote, I would sit down and I would write a letter to God, and then I would turn the page over and I would listen and I would write what I heard coming back from him. And that had turned turned out to be one of the most transformational things ever in my life because it's a very focused way to just hear what the Lord is saying to you. It's not like saying, "Okay, Lord, tell me about." whatever else. It's like, Lord, what do you want to say to me today? How do you, how are you responding to me today? Or sometimes he, he would write first and then I would write a response. But, um, I mean, it was that process that just really helped so much. So try that one out. That one's just so much fun. Um, just looking for the Lord in everything that you do or, you know, Every, the Bible says that every good and perfect gift comes from above. Um, it's so true. So when something makes your day, it's from the Lord. Good. You know? Right. It just He wants to bless you. And he just anything that makes your day, it's totally from him. He created everything around you. You know, why wouldn't we think that the things that make us joyful are from Him? So just begin to recognize that. And also begin to recognize the ways that He is moving in your life and um, in the ways around you. And just ask to be more responsive to Him. Ask to be more sensitive to what He's doing, to hear what He's saying. Um, and I don't want you guys to feel like you have... I mean, um, don't, like, take and make a list and go and strive to accomplish all these things so you can feel God's love. This is These are ways that the Spirit has led me that have helped. So if this helps you start thinking of stuff, great. If it's not helpful, just don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it. Um, okay, so, so the point, really the point was that God wanted, God wants intimacy. He doesn't want you know, you to look like whatever other person that you think is the biggest example of a mature person. He wants intimacy with you. And we just, we have to let go of our ideas of how that's going to look. So, I have a little, a little part two. This is, um, like, as I continue to, to walk this out, and as I really truly walked into who I was in Christ, I found that I became an even bigger dreamer, someone who was not satisfied with the ordinary, and 
someone who has a very large potential to get disillusioned and disappointed. I don't know if you guys can relate to that, but I, I feel like it's true for a lot of us here is that we have big dreams, we, we see that there's more and we want it, you know? I think, I, I don't think very many of us here are satisfied with the ordinary American dream. So, that, but that sets us up for, you know, a huge potential to get disillusioned and disappointed. And, um, and you know, I've seen that um, being, you know, growing up in the church and growing up with my dad as a pastor. People who are, are um, leaders in the Christian church, stuff like that, they sometimes really become disillusioned and really um, lose ground or, or become very hurt or hurt by other people. So, um, so God brought this verse to my mind. It's from Proverbs. It says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. Very clearly, I remember the Lord saying to me, Lydia, you need to choose whether you want your life to be characterized as a sick heart or a tree of life. It's really important for who you are. It's a choice that you're going to make. And, um, you know, God really impressed me that people like us are going to have um, the opportunity to take a dramatic turn towards one of these rows, the sick heart or the tree of life. Um, and this is what was going on in my life during that time. I was in my last semester of nursing school, and, I mean, I just totally fallen in love with this, you know, dream of being a nurse, and I knew it was something that God had for me. Um, and anyway, I was going to do, you know, I oh, resume building... I just I worked pretty hard to put myself in a good position to have that dream job that I knew the Lord had for me, and uh, well, I I applied everywhere really early. Doors just got slammed in my face. The economy has taken a turn. In case you haven't noticed, <laughs> it's been bad for healthcare. There just aren't any hospital jobs. Like I I was so it suddenly it didn't matter what was on the resume, what your GPA was, how great you were in interview, nobody had a spot for you. And so, oh, I was so discouraged. You know, I thought God wanted that. And I think so often, you know, we know the Lord loves us. We know he he loves our dreams. We love him, but then things don't work out like we think they are going to and we get disappointed. So, However, in Isaiah, it says that those who hope in the Lord will not be disappointed. And so I thought, huh, okay, so I should hope in the Lord, and then I won't get disappointed. I'll be like a tree of life. Um, you know, I, I just love that verse, because God will never, ever, 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 ever disappoint us. He will always exceed our biggest dreams, our most idealistic hopes. Um... But I really struggled with the practicality of all this, guys. I just, I really don't like um, vague spiritual concepts that sound really nice. But, yeah. but then, but then you're like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I have no words to describe that feeling. So, how do I hope in the Lord? Do I just throw my hopes out the window? I thought God liked my hopes. I thought He liked my dreams. You know, I, I figured, well, okay, I need to be content in the Lord. Content in the Lord. 
Um, and one night, I woke up in the middle of the night, and I remembered that somewhere in the Bible, Paul said, I found the secret to contentment. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's somewhere in the Bible. <laughs> and so I, I looked it up, and it was Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I was like, great! The most cliche verse in the entire Bible! <laughs> I was I was really disappointed. I was hoping for something better than that. It's one of those verses where you're struggling with somebody and somebody quotes that to you and you're just like, oh, thanks. <laughs> so, um, so I decided I I was really sure that this was the key. So I, I decided I was going to, you know, go to the Greek words and look them up because my dad, being a pastor, has all the, you know, all the books and stuff. So so here are some of the words, okay? So let's see, I can do, okay, so do, the Greek word means um, I can be of strength, I can prevail, I'm able, I can exercise force, um, all was like any, every, the whole thing, whatsoever, daily, like thoroughly. It's just, this is great. I felt like, okay, better. Um, through means it, it denotes instrumentality, like relating to rest. And I was a little puzzled on that one. Um, and then strengthens, enables, increases strength, makes strong, be strong. So then I, I took and I kind of rewrote, paraphrased, and and what I came up with with those words is, I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation. I can prevail in anything and everything. Not only that, I can do all this daily, completely, because Christ is the instrument of my strength. My soul can rest in him as he makes me strong. So, I don't know, that that kind of started to change things a little It's not all, it's not all. You know, here's the thing though, I think God needed to like one-up me a little bit because I looked up those Greek words and stuff. And so then, so then I'm sitting on my bed like meditating on all this stuff. And, um, so, so I see this picture. Again, this is really weird for me. This is really new, but, you know, but maybe it's from the Lord or maybe it's my imagination, but I'm going to go with it. So I saw this picture and I, and it's really, you're going to have to bear with me too, because there's a little bit of nerdy nurse in this. So. <laughs> FYI. Um, so I saw this picture, and there was me, I saw me, and I saw the Lord, and I could feel like I was just anxious, and I could feel like just inside me, I felt just like the weight of my hopes, my dreams, my disappointments, um, like all the things that I, like I, I knew the Lord loved these things, and I knew they were important, but they were just too much for me, and um, I reached out to the Lord, and he like pulled me in closer, and then he he did a really strange thing. He took and he reached in and he took my heart, and then he like put it inside of himself, 
And I, I looked really puzzled. And I looked at him and I was like, but Lord, how can I live without my heart? And God was like, he had this really like peaceful look on his face. And he was just like, it's okay, you can use mine. And I was like, hmm. And then, and then, and then okay, this is the nurse part. And the Lord was like, kind of like ECMO. Okay, I'll explain, I'll explain. Allison, you know. ECMO is this, okay, gotta understand. <laughs> ECMO is this machine that we use for little tiny babies whose heart and lungs can't do the work to bring life to their body. Um, this is really amazing. Um, it's, it's incredible. We Basically, you hook the baby up to this machine and it pumps their blood for them. And um, so they have to be hooked up to this little machine, but it literally gives them life. It literally pumps the strength through their little body while they're waiting for a heart transplant or for their heart to get better or whatever it is. Um, so how crazy is that? I was That's awesome. So the Lord's like, Lydia, you need to connect in to me. I'm going to be your heart. I'm going to pump for your body. I'm going to pump the life into you and through you. And, um, and, you know, again, I was like, okay, I'm not sure how this practically works out. But I began, when I was struggling with something or when I was discouraged about something, to ask the Lord, Lord, how can you be the instrument of my strength? in this how can how can you be the instrument of my strength in this situation and it just became my prayer and big surprise it seemed that what the lord was interested in once again was closeness and intimacy with me and so i would come to him and i would say here's my heart let me connect to you instead and um and it was amazing the things that he told me and i you know so this, during this time, I I decided I wasn't going to apply to any more jobs. I was I was going to sit tight until I passed finals and stuff. And um, I just I kind of just gave it to the Lord, and I was like, okay, this is really important to me, but I'll let, you can have it. And um, oh, he said the most wonderful things. Like he just just encouraged me so much. Like I would go to him and I'd say, I trust you. Like, here you go. Here's my heart. And he would say, Lydia, don't you know, I have I have the perfect place picked out for you. He said, Lydia, I created you to be born at the time you were born yeah. so that your life, so that your education, everything would line up with the people that I want to be in your life and with the people I want you to, who I want um, you to touch. And that was just, oh, that's so incredible to me. It just put, put a face on it for me. And the Lord knew what I needed to hear. And all of a sudden, I just felt like, okay, that's that's everything that I wanted, after all. And so, um, so it just it just took me into more intimacy with the Lord, which was the goal. And and then um, the happy ending to the story that I should tell you too is that. Um, <clears throat> that um, I ended up getting this job dropped in my lap, basically. And it was a job I didn't know existed. I didn't know that nurses did stuff like I do now. And um, it encompassed just so many of my dreams, but also new things. And in so many ways, it was so much more than that dream job that I wanted. 
I wanted it so badly, I wanted to work in a level 3 NICU, just for the record. Um, and, you know, this job that I have, I go into people's homes, I work with families, I'm with them over a long period of time. I have the opportunity to pray for and with little children. I have the opportunity to lay hands on them and hold them in my arms as I pray for them. And, you know, it just I just have these moments with the Lord where I just realize... Oh, this is what you created me for. This is what you wanted, and I love it. And um, and I just love that with the Lord, when we allow our dreams to be joined with His, something ultimately more amazing and beautiful and beyond our expectations happens. So, but the goal was that the Lord wanted me to walk more closely with Him. Like that's it's the goal of our dreams. It's the goal of our struggles. It's the goal of everything. Is the Lord wants to take it and bring it back to where our heart is with Him, and He wants to fill us and He wants to like nurture our soul because that like everything that we do flows out of it. It's like um, what I read in the beginning. You know, once once you get that relationship with your heart and the Lord's heart, um, everything else is just light feet and a heart set free this is the way it is this is the way it's supposed to be um you should love what you're doing with the lord and so um so yeah anyway the bottom line i guess is that god's ways are so different from ours you know our expectations of what we should be of how our dreams will turn out um so different he is so good and so gentle he is crazy about us. In, intimacy with Him unleashes everything and brings us to life. God treasures who we are and what our dreams are, but He wants intimacy and partnership and to join everything we are with everything He is. This brings Him glory, you guys. This is the object. Um, he wants to be the instrument of our strength as we come before Him to be just us, just loving him and letting him love us. So, I mean, I just um, want to pray and and then we'll do some ministry time. But um, like maybe maybe some people need to just like stop now and know that you're dearly loved like at this moment. And that means in your bad attitude, in your boredom, in your imperfections, your confusion, um, as you are right now, God adores you. If you were all that you wish you could be, He couldn't love you more. Like it's, If you were everything that you ever hoped that you could be, God couldn't love you more. He loves you that much right now. And so, so, let's pray. Unless anybody has any thoughts, guys? Anything anybody wants to say? That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah. I will tell you that it's definitely from the Lord because I struggled with it. And I was like, I don't know about this, Lord. I, I mean, is it okay to say this stuff? Um, so... Yeah, so it's yeah, it's the Lord. Find the word articulate for us. Articulate? Because you're really good at it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Zinger. Zinger, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Uh-huh.
Can I just say one thing, too, that the Lord yes. is really... I think one thing that he was just really saying to me tonight in the midst of this, too, is that, you know, if we ever think we don't measure up, look at the examples in the Bible. There's screw-ups <laughs> after screw-up after screw-up after screw-up, yeah. but yet they're heroes. And, yeah. like, the thing that the Lord is telling me to, like, really telling me to say is that way that when when he takes something that's so messed up that it can't be fixed unless God does it, he gets all the glory. And that's what it's really about anyway. Right. Right. <coughs> yep. Yep. One other thing. Did any of you see how this connected with something earlier? <laughs> yeah. Any, maybe, maybe all of you? <laughs> I didn't let anybody read my notes. <laughs> Before you even... Except God. Before you even shared uh, in the prayer time, just after you shared that about it, you have to, Matt said if you have any words for Matt said to the group if you have any words for the group or for yourself or for someone else, like keep them if they're for someone else and tell them later. I had one for you but I didn't <coughs> tell you and it was just really simple. It was just gemstone and I think it had a little, little bit to do with the green that you were wearing. But I saw like a diamond, like a gemstone. And like it's really cool because I didn't know what you were sharing about, but that for me the interpretation was being yourself, and how the Lord really uh, takes joy when mm-hmm. you're when you're being yourself, and it's okay if people give you like so much encouragement, they give you. It's okay to say to say thanks. Like the Lord, He because I know you go back and you say, Lord, take all this glory that they gave me because I know you've got that <coughs> heart. So He's just saying, be that gemstone and continue to just. Release other people to be yes. gemstones yes. for the Lord. So yeah, yes. I'd like to. I think we should turn that into a prayer. Yeah. She's going to pray for us, but I think we should pray for her because mm. this yeah. this really was a special. Yeah, I agree. Time. Yes. It was a very special time. The Lord used you in a wonderful way. It was authentic. Yeah. It was honest. Mm-hmm. It was humble. It was direct. Yeah. Just a lot of wonderful things. So, um, Steve, just pray that. Because this yeah. testimony, uh, my word to you is to write this up yeah. and put it in a way that we can send it out to those who aren't here tonight. And beyond that, because it's a testimony that that most of us identify with like crazy. Mm-hmm. And some can, uh, of course, hear it on the tape or on the, what yeah. is it, the computer, whatever you If I'm not bumping it too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Lord, we just thank you for the word that you brought tonight. Mm-hmm. And we just we just pray a blessing that uh, through her example of finding herself in you, yeah. that others would reach out and grab this. And as they journey with you and uh, walk with you intimately daily, uh, that they would release others to do the same. In Jesus' name, would you just bring clarity and discernment of what you are saying, Lord, and any conflicting voices as she shared, we can just reject them and we can just say, Lord, would you just speak closely to our heart? You don't long for works out of just, you know, vain vain reasons. You just want intimacy. And I pray that, like she shared her story about the sunset, that you would start to speak closely to our hearts with spontaneous things. Because your heart is all about surprising us. You're a fun God. You're a loving God. You're a happy God. You love us, you love us, and you like us, Lord. So would you just show us in which ways you want to uh, bring out the gemstones that you've put in us. In Jesus' name. Good, 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 good. Now you pray for us. Okay.
Lord Jesus, I just pray that you would speak to every heart that's here. Um, Lord, because ultimately it's it's nothing that um, that I can say or that anyone can say, but what you say directly to our hearts, Lord. And so I just pray that we would be able to hear you. I pray that you would open up our ears, Lord, no matter how feeble our hearing for you is. Um, but Lord, in your mercy, that you would come and that you would just be relentless in your pursuit of us, Lord. I pray that, um, that you would just just inspire us to reject our fears and to walk forward in your unbelievable goodness, Lord. Um, just impress it on our hearts. Lord, I just, um, I just pray for any disappointments, um, any hurts, any just feelings of being left out of your goodness, Lord. Um, for people who have tried to be like other people that they've seen and have fallen short in their eyes, Lord, anybody who feels like they've fallen short or they haven't performed well enough or they have to do something to get your approval, Lord, we just reject those lies. And I pray that you would speak your love and your life into all of us, Lord, that that would be what marks our lives. Um, Lord, in Corinthians 13, it says that everything else will disappear. Everything will pass away, but not the love you have for us, not the love we have for you. And so I pray, Lord, that that would be the strongest thing in our souls. Um, Lord, I just pray that you would come even tonight, even this week, and in the weeks to come with your gentleness and with your sweetness. And you would touch each of us in the ways that our heart so longs to be touched, Lord. That's good. In Jesus' name, amen. for ministry time we can do small groups and um, I just I just want to throw out ideas and then we can just see what happens but um, we'll maybe make it quick because yeah. it's a little after 10 so we'll just have a, if we have small groups we'll just have real short ones okay <laughs> we have near time yes. here though pardon I wish I have specific like if anybody if anybody identified with this like this Please stay in here and get prayer. Yeah. Well, some of us will hang in yeah, here. We'll hang in here. Yeah. We'll we want to pray with as many people yeah. as there are. I have one comment, Richard. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, just that um, I'm kind of new and I've only come like a couple times, but I just wanted to say kind of in confirmation that I was talking to like an older lady from my church. She's here somewhere. Um, she was going to come tonight too for the first time. And um, just talking to her last night, and she was just sharing that she had really sensed in her spirit that God wants to reveal to his church just um, such a father's love for us. And that's something that I've sensed a lot, too. So just in confirmation (laughs) of what you're saying, and just even I'm going through a period of kind of just fasting and praying about some things in my life. And I, my eyes today fell on um, Song of Songs, or Song of Songs, just the book. And yeah. I just felt like the Lord is saying, Alicia, <laughs> read this. Read this yeah. over and over and over. And so it's so cool to be yeah. here tonight and just kind of have dropped in and how the, the Holy Spirit is just so consistent in saying, like, this is what I want to say. Yeah. I'm glad you're here. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Just in yeah, the the transforming power of knowing God's love is is truly unbelievable until you begin to experience that, and and so don't don't discredit and be like, okay, nice fuzzy concept. It's really real. So that's all I'm gonna say. Cause uh, sorry guys, kind of long winded. So a new 
people, make sure you find a clipboard. When you break up into groups, we want guys with guys, girls with girls. Um, so new people sign up. If you guys want to mentor, if you guys want to be in a small group, sign up tonight. You guys are worthy. You guys deserve to have a type of community where you can be raw with each other and to walk together. And you don't have to walk through this by yourself. So, one, two, three, and go. <laughs> I don't know what they hand is that to me, but I don't know how to do it. Stay in here if you want to spread it specific off, stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm guessing the